0: Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. We are back with round nine and it's been a pretty short week. There's been lots of content we've just kind of been throwing out over the last couple of days since the end of uh, round eight, which was on the Tuesday afternoon. Uh, I'm joined by Josh again this week. Josh, mate, how are you doing and how would you go this week?
1: Yeah, mate. Yeah, going well. Uh, yeah, it's pretty nuts up on me. It's games, games tonight, isn't it? So hopefully everyone gets a chance to listen or... To, to pick up their teams, do all the bits and pieces. Had a solid week, mate. I wish I didn't trade in Jacob Host for his five, but <laughs> apart from that, my, my team was pretty good. Captain Nico, I got a few extra points there, and then Joe Minor Luttrell, were uh, really good. So it's going to be back inside the top 1,500. Real shame, because I think without Jacob Host and maybe Elikator, I could have broke into the top 1,000 if I had some other solid scorers in there, but yeah, pretty happy, mate. Yeah, Jacob Host is
0: one of those ones that I, I was just, I, I couldn't believe it. I was just watching the game and then I saw him come off and it didn't come back on until the last 10 minutes. I was shocked. He was on zero or something when he came off in after 20 minutes. So, yeah, five missed tackles already. I, I assume he got hooked, but who knows? Who knows what happened there? Um, I expect him, though, to, to bounce back a little bit. Um, over the next couple of weeks. He does, obviously is filling that spot that um, Colin Matangi's left, so he should have, uh, should get plenty of minutes in the future, but geez, fingers crossed, because uh, I can't have him only playing 20 minutes a game, that's for sure.
1: No, I think, yeah, I'm just keeping my fingers crossed that this is just a weird anomaly, because his scores before that were pretty solid. They obviously had a pretty tough matchup against the Panthers. Yeah, four missed tackles, but uh. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird because I think he's playing on that edge with uh, Isaiah Tass. And I thought Isaiah Tass was actually the one who was probably the, um, I guess he let in three tries for Stephen Crichton. But there was a couple where Stephen Crichton just like ran through him essentially. I was like, oh, maybe, I don't know. And then they all coast, but I don't know. I'm not the. The footy expert, I guess, but yeah, we're not the coaches, I guess. <laughs> we're not the coaches, I guess. But I was like, "How is this to still in here and keep a run anyway?" Uh, I think for me, mate, this week, I it's actually kind of nice that the bunnies have an earlier game. I think they play on the Friday, so I've got him in my emergencies for this week. Even though I'm probably like a lot of teams struggling a little bit with a few storm guys out, um, I'm pretty confident I'm going to hold host in that first emergency spot and just loop him if he if he goes all right
0: yeah especially if you've got like a harry grant or you know a storm player that you can you can loop pretty easily on your on your fourth interchange um spot you chuck host in in your first emergency and yeah they play on the the late game on the friday um the bunnies so hopefully get a get to see his score before you can choose to to put it into your team or not so exactly um, yeah that's a bit of a benefit there Righto, let's get uh, let's get stuck into some of these team lists. Look, there's not that actually that many changes this week. Um just talking about some of the major ones. Um, it looks like Brad Arthur for the Eels and Knights game has, you know, shuffled the forward pack once again. So we're Greg's coming in for RCG because um, of that pretty horrific injury that he had. Um, but the the main changes in their, I guess, their lock and edge positions where they've shuffled Maddow to an edge, pushed Hopgood from the bench into the lock spot, and they've moved Cartwright back to the bench. So uh, if you haven't sold Cartwright yet, he's definitely a sell this week. But um, Hopgood looking good for the next couple of weeks if he can hold that spot. But yeah, we never know what Brad Arthur's thinking week to week. So probably not one to jump straight on too quickly, I'd say. What do you reckon?
1: Oh, yeah, if only someone had a said on this podcast a couple of weeks ago that Hopgood was a hold only to get convinced by his co-host to, to sell him.
2: Um, but...
1: Who did yeah, you, you pick up
2: for Hopgood, though, <laughs> over the
0: last two weeks? Uh, how how did he go?
1: Uh, your guess is... Now I can't remember. Who did I pick up? You picked uh, up Latrell, mate. You picked up oh, Latrell. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a pretty good pretty good comp. Um for the there. Yeah, he's, did he top score last week? He would have been pretty close to it. Um, yeah, he
0: was in the, what, 70s? 60s, 70s? I 75, 70s. yeah,
1: I think he was the top score last week, so, um, yeah, can't complain too much, but I think, I can see myself bringing Hopgood in again, uh, come 13, especially if Mado's
2: out for, Origin, and, obviously, uh, Paulo as well, who could be out. Um, yeah. Be interesting, but yeah, I think nothing else too, too
1: big for the Eels. Uh, Hayes Dunster gets another go in this team, but probably only all one week with Simons and HIA. But yeah, I think that's it for me here, mate. Yeah, just keep an eye on Hopgood. Um, he'll
0: be a good round 13 pickup, but at the moment, with the merry go round that is the Eels forward pack, it's be- best to just keep an eye on him for now. Um, moving to the Panthers and Tigers, Tungor is out, which sees uh, Peachy come in at center. I think he had a pretty bad injury, Tango. Didn't he do... He did a shoulder or an AC joint or something
2: like that. Uh, so he's out peck. for
0: Peck. Partial yeah, he's out for an extension. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's. They said at least six weeks, so Peachy gets an extended run there. Probably not one to look at for classic, but draft definitely an option. Um, and Jerome Buller or Dream Buller holds his um, position at fullback for the Tigers, and Nofaluma returns on the wing as well. Um, a couple of big ins there, and a couple of players that are of interest in that team. What are your thoughts around this um, Panthers Tigers game?
1: Yeah, I agree with you with the uh, the Peachy call. I think he's a. He's a mid and half jewel, which is pretty random. Um, but, yeah, probably not one that you're plugging in. 368K, kind of awkward price. Is a really good spot that he's got in this team, especially if he locks it on. But I'm kind of secretly hoping, like, Jenkins or one of these other rookies that we kind of talked about in the preseason get this spot eventually. That'd be really nice for a, for a GP over this stretch. Uh. I'm kind of interested in Dream Buller now, though. Uh, I think it's important to mention as well Charlie Staines has an extended time off the sidelines. Something kind of... Ra- I think it's like a kidney or something kind of random that, uh, sorry, suffering a bowel perforation. I'm
2: really yeah, sure what that is. Yeah, it's back
0: to remember when he, he was in hospital last year because he had some bowel issues. I think it's a, it's a re aggravation of that. Bugger, um, yeah. So- not great for him.
1: Yeah, this is eight to twelve weeks, so decent sitting on the sidelines, which is it's so weird because I thought he had a really good week at fullback. What two, three weeks ago? That last game that Dewey was there, um, and then they dropped him. And yeah, who knows with this Tigers team? But I think Buller becomes an interesting option. He had a decent score last week, thirty uh, still a base. I think he's as good a downgrade option as any. Like, I'd much prefer him to a Hayes Dunster or somebody like that. Um, where do he kind of... Is he your kind of favorite bottom dollar option at the moment, would you say, mate?
0: Yeah, I think Bullet is, but I've you've got to set expectations with him because he's not going to be... Uh, he's not going to score 30s every week. He had five tackle busts in this game. I kind of expect him to score in the mid-20s at that as an average, which means he should still make about 100K, so he should be up closer to the to low 300K mark if he averages in the low 20s. But, you know, he's kind of like a, a calm prayer and a war brick, right? You expect him to have just one game where he scores a 40 or 50, and that'll give him some extra price rises. So setting expectations with Buller, I don't think he's going to be scoring big every week, but he just needs that one game to to push him um, up to the mid to high 300K mark so that, you know, he, you can make some def- decent cash off him. So I think he's a fair enough um, bottom dollar pickup. Uh, for this week, especially at under 250K.
1: Yeah, I think that uh, the expectation is important, especially this week against the Panthers. You could see yeah. a few errors creeping in there and potentially even a sub-20 score. But then the week after, he's got the Dragon. So I'm with you, mate. Hopefully he gets that one big week and can kind of, yeah, keep those price rises coming.
0: Yeah, definitely wouldn't be playing him over Turbo. I've seen a lot of people cashing out Turbo to go to Buller, which is fair enough to make a bit of cash. Um, But, yeah, I wouldn't be expecting him to be a start in my team. Well, not in your top 17 at all.
2: 100%, especially this week. Yeah. Uh,
0: Righto, moving on to the next game of note. So we have the Warriors taking on the Roosters. Uh, CNK, Tohu Harris, and Tavanga are all out with major injuries. Um, CNK is mainly a head knock, but Harris and Tavanga will definitely see a bit of a stint on the sidelines, it seems. Um, haven't got any news on the the injury to Tohu Harris yet, which is unfortunate because if it's it did look kind of innocuous, it didn't look too bad. Um, during the game, it just looked like he got a knock and his knee was a bit kind of sore after. He couldn't put tons of weight on it, but if that's you know a longer term injury, then it kind of means Josh Curran um, becomes an interesting option because he's been named lock this week. Uh, what are your thoughts on
1: that? Uh, that Warriors team? Yeah, that was my. Uh, when I was looking through this team list, I'm like, oh, Josh Curran at 13. You know, I'm a Josh Curran truther. Uh, he's buying up his spot back in the team. He's a little bit interesting to me, especially he'll play this round 13 by. I'm just looking on NRL Physio now and still can't see anything from, uh, you know, about the Tohu injury or about the Jazz Tabanga injury. I said Achilles on NRL.com, but I haven't seen anything from NRL Physio. I. I assume it isn't like an Achilles tear, because that would be season done for him. Assuming that's like maybe a strain or something like that. But, yeah, I think I'm going
2: to, yeah, kind of just check out the news and I guess we'll post anything if it happens. But, um, the yeah, I can see the appeal with Tyron if he if he comes in. Yeah, I'd
0: definitely keep an eye on it today because if Harris is only like a two-week, a one-to-two-week one two injury, Curran, in classic sense, really doesn't have much value, but you pick him up in draft for sure um, over the next week or two. He's one of those players that's probably been just sitting in the waivers that no one's really touched because he's had a favour with Webster. So, um, yeah, definitely one to to bring in for the next week or two and hopefully longer.
2: Yeah, I like that chat. Um, I I saw you put on... As a
1: sell for uh, CNK. And I think it's probably worth mentioning that he probably will miss two games because of that short turnaround that the Warriors had. And he, I can't remember if they officially ruled it a category one or category two, We he also had a HIA at the start of the year. So this is the second one, which means he has to sit out that 11 days and misses third. So he'll miss two games um, as well. So you can see what oh, people okay. are selling him. Um, that's just kind of like what I've heard from NRL Physio and a few other different bits and pieces. But, yeah, so it's he a definite sell for you, mate, if you've got chance there.
0: Yeah, I think there's just like there's a good cash down option in Buller that'll play over the next couple of weeks and make you a bit of cash. Chance he'll definitely be out this week, and uh, by what you're saying, he'll be out next week as well. He's obviously got the – he'll be playing around 13, which is kind of the ideal thing because, you know, the Warriors kind of have a good um, – Good buy round draw, so it's 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 difficult because he's going to miss two of the the more difficult games that he was going to have to play. Like he's going to miss the Roosters and the Panthers over the next two weeks, and then he comes back to play the Dogs. Um, so he's a fair enough hold, but it's yeah, it's two weeks that you could be having a scoring player in there, and he's just one of those spot fires that you know he's he's playing well, but he's not playing amazing, right? Like he's He's kind of middling out now in terms of cash rises, and unless he gets another big score, that's kind of it for him, I think. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I can kind of see people holding him. I know in my Supercoach team I'm probably going to hold him just because I've got a little bit different with the positions and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I can see people selling him. It's probably worth pointing out he's got the buy round 12 as well. So he misses, what, three out of the next four weeks. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's bit tricky. He's some downgrade options, but then yeah, the big plus that you play is he plays at thirteen, so I can understand why people would potentially hold.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Righto, let's move on to some draft options, which we've already kind of discussed. Um, but what uh, what draft options do you have uh, on your list for this week?
1: Yeah, one of the ones uh, we obviously talked about Josh Cohen. There, I'm also quite interested in. David Nostaluma this week, seen that he can, yeah, punch out those big scores in base. I've tried to pick him up everywhere I can. Quite keen on him.
2: Um, they're probably like my two main ones, mate. Uh, was there any more that you had on your list there? Yeah,
0: so I guess the ones we spoke about were what Tyron Peachy and Josh Curran. Um, I think... For uh, feeder Jojo for at the Titans. He's moved into a center position now so it means he's going to get a few more points in base stats and Considering he's a bit of a tackle busting machine. He's probably One that you can pick up off your waivers. most people would have dropped him because he was out of the squad And he's only recently come back in I think he he cracked a 40 or a mid 40 score um, last weekend, so yeah, he's one that I'd probably look at because he's a winger fullback and in terms of wing of fullback stocks, there's not a ton. And especially against Manly this week. Manly have been conceding a lot of points recently. So um, definitely a play to pick up. And, you know, fingers crossed he he jags a try this week as well. Similar to David Fafita, actually. He's a really good captaincy option, actually, this week as well. So, um, yeah, I think he... I just put up the captaincy post, actually, to, um, just now on the Instagram. And I, I was checking his stats. And against Manly in his last three, he's averaged 78. So, yeah, David Fafita, a bit of a pod for captaincy this week.
1: Definitely don't mind that for my draft and having David for Peter as a captain. Some good news. And yeah, he's one that I don't know why I traded him out that week. Right. I, when I had him, I, it was a similar thing where I just like needed a number. I think I actually went him to Zach Hosking. Cause I needed, I just wanted to get on that cash grab, but um, the only way I could do it, but he's, yeah, he's been unreal this after the buy. And even your boy last week, he had a pretty good game as well. Kind of boys. So, um, yeah, time's of them gone all right.
0: Yeah. Um, how do you feel about selling Tanner now? What, two, three weeks ago?
1: Uh, I told him way longer than that. I think I told him after oh. like the second week because, well, he's dog shit. But um, <laughs> you know, yeah, he did <laughs> go right on the weekend. He's just, oh, he's so frustrating. I don't know. Yeah, he is. I'd be pulling oh, my hair out if I was watching him in my team all these weeks and, I think especially when he was playing those, I'm not sure if he'll he'll do it again. I don't think it happened to him last week, but when, you know, Brumo was healthy and they had Campbell on the bench, he was playing like 60 minutes some weeks. So, uh, yeah, he played 80 on the weekend, but I don't know. Chance in the next couple of weeks, he could go back to that like random role where he plays like 60 again.
0: Yeah, he's finally coming to his own a little bit, I think, though, as the Titans half, um, which is good. Since round two, he hasn't scored less than 40. So... I think he's, you know, he's kind of become a bit more of a consistent option like we expected him to be from the start, but yeah, it's finally kind of come to fruition, which is good. Um if you've held on to Boyd like me <laughs> for this long, um you're finally like reaping those rewards, but um to pick him up at this point, sub 600k, it's a bit you're jumping on a little bit late, I think. Um you might want to might want to go for someone like a Brandon Smith instead just because he's, you know, 80k
1: cheaper. I agree with that, yeah. And he's dog shit, so... Um, <laughs> you really the don't like it.
2: I don't... You I don't really? Know are you? <laughs> just,
1: there's a couple of players this year that I'm just, like, ride or die and that's he's definitely one of them. Jack Bird, and uh, for some reason, Lockie Miller has just made that list for me as well. Even though everyone's got him, I, for some reason, don't. So every time he, like, does one of those stupid runs where he just, like, fends three people off in the middle of the field and gets tackled by some like what's
0: on on here. Yeah, you'd be pretty happy for the last couple of weeks. Miller hasn't really scored higher than the 30 over the last two weeks. So yeah, you'd be pretty happy with that, that decision.
1: Being a bit lucky, yeah. I was definitely considering like him versus Luttrell for ages there. So that one's worked out well, but I think I'll bring him in before 13. But we'll see.
0: Yeah, fair. He'll come down in a bit of cash before then, which is nice. Uh, anyway, moving on to buy, hold, sells. Uh, who do you have as your buy for round nine? Uh,
1: the ones we've been talking about, so I think Buller, he's the classic kind of uh, downgrade option. We talked about Mana was a buy last week. I think he's still a buy this week. He only went up, I think it was 8K. He's got that um, fire bait roll again so he could just punch out, you know, 50-odd in base like he did last week. And, well, they played the Warriors this week as well, so, yeah, you just get so much ball, so many offloads, so many just kind of like uh, random tackle breaks in there. So, really like him as a buy as well as the buy hold sell posts we chuck on the Instagram kind of dictates. One author that I'm really considering this week is Jack the Bellin, which I know you brought in last week. I think uh, he's a really enticing one. He's playing close to that, you know, 70, 80 minutes. And it looks like he's going to have this role. Kind of for the seeable future, plays that thirteen buy, and has some value to make up as well. I think so. They're probably the three big ones I'm eyeing off at this point. What about yourself, mate?
0: Yeah, I had um, I had all of those guys buys um, on my list. Uh, I've I've kind of this is the one that I've been contemplating the Tedesco buy. He. Okay is at his lowest point obviously after scoring that 50 on the weekend he still lost a little bit of cash after that game his break even is 42 he's sub 600k 576k what are your thoughts obviously he's going to be playing origin so he's obviously going to miss 13 17 and 19 but he was already going to miss 13 and 19 because of the roosters buys so the only game you're really missing him for is round 16 and then if he gets rested the rounds after those origin games. So it's one that I've been kind of tossing up because I've got chance. I've got enough cash to go from chance to Teddy now that he's at his lowest, but I'm still kind of contemplating whether he's the right choice because Trent Robinson will rest him. There'll be games where he'll be rested for sure, but he's just so cheap and he's always been a fantasy gun. I just don't know what to do with him.
1: Yeah. Uh I'm kind of in a similar boat with him. I think for me, and this is the way with my team, like I've got Luttrell and Ted, I've got Luttrell and Turbo there, so I think I can't have three guys that are going to be all missing this, like, origin period potentially. So yeah. that kind of has made my decision around it easier, but this is the cheapest Tedesco has maybe, like, ever been at second six K. he's not going to, like, this is... The time to bring him in definitely. We talked, you know, pre-season, like he's gonna come down eventually. This is that time. Where and he's almost like I said and forget, I think if you were to get him in at the moment, you could like, yeah, hold him over that origin period and then you're laughing on the round on the on the run home because you got someone that's you know as good as Teddy on a 200 k discount. When you know he's gonna hit those kind of
2: 60 plus games and things like that for the run home.
1: Yeah, mate. Also, he's got a pretty nice draw coming up. Warriors, Cowboys, Panthers, Dragons. Pretty handy. Um, I think there's probably a little bit of incentive with him as well. And there's probably been a bit of talk about like, oh, do we you know, have a good sell in fullback or different kind of options for New South Wales. I don't think they'll really mess around with it too much. He's going to get that spot, I think. But there'd definitely be some incentive for him to just kind of hit some good form coming to origin um but yeah mate i just can't do it with my team but definitely don't knock anyone who who is
0: yeah that's the thing it's the it's the origin of it all it's you don't know what to (sighs) oh this is why i hate this game so much (laughs) (laughs) oh but you just love it at the same time it's frustrating um, yeah, look, I think, yeah, 50, 50 on Teddy, you bring him in and you've got a definite keeper for the rest of the season that'll miss games, but you've also got to think, is it worth having, especially if you're outside the top 10 K, you probably got to think about scoring points at this point. Like myself, I'm outside the top 10 K at the moment, out had a rough goal for the last couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, I need points. So Teddy. He'll get me points over the next three weeks, but it's the you know the eight weeks after that during Origin that I'm that I'm concerned about.
1: Yeah, yeah, I Lunch think yeah, I, it's, yeah, it's a little bit team dependent. Like I've got Latrell Turbo and the Hammer, who could definitely be in Origin as well. So it's it's tough to <laughs> I don't know have all three of them there. I think a yeah. lot of people are probably running similar or blokes that could be in that Origin makeup as well. So. I think you've already if you've already got two of them, it makes it a really hard, I guess, uh, option to kind of bring in Teddy as well, because you can't hold everyone over that period. But yeah, if you're in a good spot and you've got the luck and can kind of hold Teddy, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, I'm just worried. I give him one more week and he scores like a 70 this week or something and,
1: oh, and he's back happen, over 600k. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lock it in. Right this do. is where we can like hedge our bets, maybe just put him on for any time price score so you don't feel that like bad if uh, if he goes off over the weekend.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I, I, <laughs> I win one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. <fair>. Exactly. <laughs> right I'm moving on to holds now. Who have you got as your main hold this week?
1: My main one
2: is Tommy Turbo. I'm giving him one more week. I Yeah, I yeah, I'm just giving him one more
1: see what happens, he's against the Tigers, he's at Brookie, he he, yeah, usually lifts for these Brookie games obviously if he gets rested which is also a chance I'll probably get rid of him this week but at the moment I want to give him one more and just see how it goes see if he can get over these niggles and still get me a solid score there Um, that's probably the main one that's not on our buy hold sell post mate is what are your thoughts on on Turbo at the moment? Yeah,
0: I'm in the same boat. I knew we'd both be in the same boat. People have been messaging us about Turbo and whether to downgrade him to Buller or trade him sideways to a Teddy or a Manu, that kind of thing. And I've I've always held on the the side of hold. Um, I, I like obviously yeah, he's going through a rough patch. Held on the side of hold. Stayed on the side <laughs> of hold. Whatever. Um, he's He's always been one of those players that he has a couple of you know little niggling injuries and he'll be he'll be you know taking a back back seat, kind of just chilling in the game a little bit, and not doing too much work. But when it comes to those games where he is fully fit, he'll yeah he'll be killing it. So I think Turbo is one of those players that yeah I can understand getting rid of him because he's you know five fifty k. You've got plenty of downgrade options and you can save a bit of cash or bank a bit of cash to go up to someone. But you know he's going to come good um, eventually once he once he sorts out his injury issues. So yeah, I think I'm going to sit withhold uh, for Turbo. I like that. But don't, it's it's not like I'm telling people that you have to hold him. You can you can sell him if you like to to bring in other bring in other players because most likely his score is not going to be great this week again. He's still you know carrying a couple injuries, so um, it's not going to be great over the next week or two. But you know, looking long term, he'll uh, he'll sort it out. Definitely means he's probably going to get rested over Origin, as well.
1: Yeah, I think he's a prime candidate, especially because Manly are playing pretty well at the moment. They're second on the ladder, but I think for me, mate, I'm just going to give him one more week here to see how he goes. If he can, uh, if he looks fit, if he looks healthy, kind of passes the eye test, I'll probably hold him closer to and maybe sell him right up, like right there before Origin, or hold him throughout, depending on. Um, looking kind of numbers numbers wise for these buyers, but if he has another kind of stinker next week, um, I think he might be might be gone for me. So wait and see. I just don't want him to kind of drop too much cash. He's already bled a little bit. He'll potentially bleed some more this week, but yeah, sixty break even. He could hit that. You know, against the Titans, he's got some yep. big scores against him in the past. Yeah, I was uh, just going to bring
0: that up, actually. Um, he had a negative one against them in, the, in his last three, so if you, d- in, like, d- discount that, because obviously he got injured, his average is closer to the mid-70s against the Titans, so another <laughs> player that, um, that can go big this game.
2: Definitely, yeah. A 94 and a 67 in that, so... Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you'd, you'd be laughing if he gets a 94 this week, tell you what, but... <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, see what Manly, the Times are a weird team as well. I thought they were going to get, like they, what, were 26 points up against Dolphins or something on the weekend and let it slide. Oh, yeah, that is rough. That That was so rough.
2: But, you know, Manly, I thought they were going to come out and flat track the Tigers. They were a little bit flat. But, yeah. Yeah, see what happens.
1: Righto, moving on to Cells.
2: Oh, I just sorry, one more thing with the
1: the holds. I think if you've got a storm player like a Munster, or a Josh King, uh, Harry Grant, all those guys are solid holds for this week. If you've got someone like a Elie and a Walbrick, I think I'm happy for to or happy to sell those. Especially well, I guess yeah, segue to the sells here with Elie Katoa. I think yeah, you've got a pretty big break even here. He's also he could miss his second week here with these HIA because they've got the short turnarounds. Um, I think he might have to apply for... An, was it a Category 1 that he got? Maybe it was a Category no, 1. He no,
0: wasn't, he wasn't Category 1, but it looked bad. Like him trying to come off the field, he did not look comfortable at all. And he... Yeah, when he went down, it didn't look good either. So I, I'd expect him to be out for the next two weeks. Well, obviously this okay. bye week and then the next week
1: after that. Yeah, I, I think so. He didn't look great. I guess someone at that price, he's looking like he's peaks price-wise. I think it's time to cash him in, and he's got that 19 now, and he's rolling average, so I definitely don't mind selling him. Are you in the same boat there, mate. Yeah, I'm pretty
0: happy with um, Eli Katoa as a sell. He was my top uh, sell candidate on my list as well. So, yeah, happy for him to go. No. It's unfortunate because he was looking good in that game against the Warriors. He was he was running hard, making plenty of tackles. It looked like he was on for another fifty plus score, but yeah, that head knock. Bloody Dylan Walker had
1: to had to throw him down. <laughs> well mate, I think I'm just making a live live trade here. It's going straight for him to
2: to Bella, Which is very nice. nice. Big hash there. Um, but yeah it's a funny old week this one with guys like Charns going down Toby a lot of Harris. Us probably have a, yeah,
1: yeah Toyo Harris. A bunch of us probably have a lot of Storm players. I'm still carrying a few guys like uh, Baby Tino and Storm Bloor.
0: <laughs> Lovely. Uh, Bloor's not terrible. You can hold Bloor. Bloor's just going to, you know, he's going to plod along. He'll get a bench spot every now and then and score you 30 odd, you know, make a bit more cash. But yeah, he's not an, an urgent sell in any, by any means. You know, Isaac are yeah. we might be. Um, but at least you've got, like, a Jerome Buller or someone like that to, to cash down to.
1: That might be my play, I think, going Buller down to, um, from team, from Isaac, but I could even go Warbrake. We'll see how it goes, but, yeah, I agree with Sean Buller as well. If he yeah, gets his bench spot and has another, you know, 30 or 40 in there, probably, like, 50-odd K we can make out of him. Yeah.
0: But Yeah. Smart me. I went blaw to Host thinking that that would be a good trade last week. So, uh, (laughs) yeah. Lovely. We've had a tough goal for the last two rounds. Brought in Couchman. He gets a single-digit score. Then Brought in Host, another single-digit score.
2: Well, at
1: least blaw didn't lose lose your money last week, but Host did. Yeah, uh, correct.
0: Yeah, it's rough. Um, Righto, moving on to some fan questions. If you ever want to send us some questions, head over to our Instagram page at footybrainspod and we'll answer any questions you have there and we'll put up a post for answering questions on the pod each week. Uh, First question comes from Dion. Is Boyd a must-have
1: considering his big score? (laughs) Boyd a must-have. What a joke. (laughs) I thought Uh, I'd start it off with a nice one for you. (laughs) Yeah. You've just lined this one up for me, mate. Nah, he's definitely (laughs) a must-have. He doesn't play this by... And he's dog shit, so um, <laughs> three convincing reasons
2: why he's not. If you had him, he's fine to hold. If you don't have him, not one, you have to rush in at all. Agreed, yeah.
0: Uh, Lachlan asks, what to do with Sloan and Wilton? We've already talked about it. He also has CNK and Tommy Turbo on his list, but we've already talked about those two, so Sloan and T. Wilton.
1: What are your thoughts? Sloan, I think you're holding. He's been pretty good. I was messaging you through the game last week. He was on negative two, maybe like 20, 30 minutes in. I was like, oh, finally, like these Sloan owners might like see a little bit of a, you know, drop this week in, in the ranks. But then he just pulled it out that second half and looked unreal. So I think he's still going to make you some more cash here. He'll play the buy 13 if you want to. There's a chance you can hold him until that point, I think, with. You know, they've got the Bulldogs this week, the Tigers, the Cowboys. Uh, and then they played the Dolphins round 13, which isn't too bad of a matchup as well. I think, yeah, you can hold him. Wilson, I haven't really had a look at, honestly. I think he's been kind of just plugging along. I don't think he's an immediate sell-bunny stretch. He's kind of, well, I guess he had a bit of a down week last week with 38. But apart from that, he's been pretty much around the 50s each week. So... I think it's just kind of a weird anomaly week for him and you can,
2: you can hold him as well. Not notice himself yeah. by any stress.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with both of those. That's fair. Uh, Cooper asks, is
1: Ponga a buy?" No, I don't think so. He's
2: got that injury risk and more than likely comes in for, for Origin as well. Yeah, he definitely plays Origin.
0: He'll definitely... Be playing fullback for for the Maroons. I don't think Walsh is, is quite there yet, and Slater's probably going to stick firm with with Ponga as long as he gets through the next couple of weeks unharmed. Um, plus, the, the Knights have a bye um, next round, so uh, one to one to keep in mind there as well because he'll miss that round, and then he'll also miss you know thirteen and whatnot if he's in Origin.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see like if some of these Origin guys like you know around this time of the year potentially they'll you know rule themselves out. Like I was listening to SD playbook and. Timmy Williams thought that maybe uh, Turbo might rule himself out of origin just because of all of these niggles. If that was to happen, then Should that, that really be nice? kind of would be nice. It would be nice. You could have one of those guys available for 13 or if Ponga was to do the same. But yeah, I think it's probably a go closer to round 13 uh, decision if you were going to bring him in. Yeah.
0: I mean, he has a break-even of 46 this week, and his scores at 5.8 have never really broken 40 normally. He definitely played well, though, off the bench last week um, against the Cowboys. So he I can see good. the yeah, I can see the reason why you'd want to pick him up. But, yeah, I think you just give him another week and see how it progresses. Because you, you give him one more week with a break-even of 46, even if he scores a 50. He's only going up a couple K anyway. Um, and then you can see him through the buy round, and then you're closer to origin. You see what happens there. So, yeah, just one to watch for now.
2: And oh, just point. one
1: yeah. other thing, mate, just about Origin. Like, how many guys in your team have you got for this round 13 buy? And kind of how, how soon is too soon? Do we start preparing for it now? What are your thoughts on it?
0: I reckon your major buys, like your big gun buys, you probably should be shaping around Origin. So you should be looking to buy players that will be playing through Origin rather than players that won't um so like when you're choosing between you know like we've been picking manu up in the last week or two same with jack DeBellin. um joe Tarpeny looks like a good option as well um even though he's had a couple of, of down games um you know these kind of guys Lockie miller even um you know they're going to be playing through origin so when you're spending you know upwards of 650 700k on a player you should be trying to pick someone that won't play origin ideally at this point in time, anyway. Like, if you start at the start of the season, you know, you're picking up your clearies, your Hines, your Grant's in the first couple of rounds, fair enough. You're going to get 10 rounds out of them. But now, where you're only going to get, you know, one or two more rounds out of these guys before they go into camp, you probably want to be spending that money on a player that's going to get you good scores over the next 10 rounds or at least get you 10 scores as opposed to, like, two or three.
1: 100%, mate. Yeah, I am with you with that. I'm kind of basing a lot of my trade-ins at this point, around Origin guys. I'm probably still weighing them on a few of them, like guys like Ryan Madison, who could potentially get pulled into the squad. Yep. So I'm being a little bit cautious about those kind of fringe guys, but yeah, guys like the Bell um I think you're pretty safe to kind of get them in. At the moment, I'm looking at my team. I've got like six or seven
2: for the round 13 buy, which gives me a little bit. Um, but... I think if you can kind of go like
1: one or, you know, you can try and trade in like one or so a week until the 13 buy and then use those three, four trades we get for the 13 buy to kind of
2: flood guys in for it. That's kind of my strategy for it at this point. Yeah, like that. That's fair. As long as you're close
0: to 13. I think having 13 playing players in round 13 is doable, but it's going to leave you very short for 14 because I think teams like the the Knights and Parramatta have a buy in round fourteen or something like that. So um yeah, you've got to be a bit cautious as to which teams play when. So if you have fill your team if you fill your team with those kind of plays for round thirteen, they're gonna be all out for round fourteen. So yeah, just be
2: cautious of all the buys through the origin period. Yeah, it's, Not it's, just it's the juggling it. acts. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, moving on
0: to the next question from Cohen. Uh, thinking of moving Katoa to Hudson Young and Turbo to Teddy. Thoughts on that trade?
2: Katoa to Hudson Young. Early Katoa, I'm assuming he's, he's talking about. And
1: then um, Turbo to Teddy. Yeah, I think we kind of said we're happy to hold Turbo one more week. Don't mind getting rid of Katoa. And Hudson Young's not a bad option. He played that 13-by. Um, so I don't mind that part of it. I'd be tempted to hold Turbo one more week. But I guess, yeah, all in all, I don't hate that too much. We've said, yeah, Teddy's a pretty solid pickup as well.
0: Yeah, I know we just talked about not bringing him, uh, making a big buys, you know, Origin players. But I guess Teddy's not a big buy. He's under 600K now, so not a huge, huge spender on that one. Um, plus, yeah. there's rumors of Hudson Young being um, picked in Origin this this year as well with his current form so oh, yeah not. yeah that's what I was thinking can't be but Crichton didn't have a great comeback um from his stint away and what what other edges are there at the moment because um Liam Martin's injured yeah there's a lot that are down I was thinking not Oluquatu what's the other one um Atungi, he's injured as well
1: yeah I, I think Colomit I think Oluquatu though is above I'd have him above
2: and young as far as like an origin he's been really good as well is he eligible yeah oh there you go yeah Um, so there's plenty of players around yeah i think he's pretty safe not to get a call up in my opinion but who knows who knows uh question from lockie is
0: alamody a cell and if so who too
1: I think an Alamo to Joey Manu, if you could do it somehow, is pretty enticing.
2: Uh, like a Jack Bird is a pretty popular buy-in the centres as well. He's been really good. Lemuelu, he's, um,
1: I guess we didn't really highlight in the team list, but he does look to have locked down that edge spot with, you know, Bromwich and Cthusi being named and he still held that spot. Bromwich has gone back into the, the front row rotation. They had a pretty good score on the weekend with 48, which, I, which was nice to see. Um, I think they are a little bit hard. There's not, any, there's not a huge amount of standout buys in the centre barring those kind of two or three that I mentioned.
2: So, um, yeah, I'd be kind of trying to save my money to go to them, I think.
0: Yeah, I don't think he's a must-sell by any means. Like, his, his break-even is only 30, so it's not like you're... Oh, 37. I don't think he's a must-sell, though, even with that, that bit of a higher break-even. Um, he's just obviously had a bad bad go of it because the dogs are out of form. You know, Josh had a car's injured, so he doesn't have someone to pass to to get a tri-assist anymore. Um, but, yeah, I don't think he's a, a must-sell at the moment. Probably hold on and see how he goes.
1: Yeah, that's so fair. I think, yeah, he's more of a luxury. If you can get rid of him and upgrade him, I think he definitely
2: could. Like, you know, there's how much do you score on the weekend? Like a 20-odd. Between yeah. him and Manu, that's like a, you know, 30,
1: 40-point difference in, in scores. Um, and same with yeah, like is goes,
0: he's 200K. Guys,
2: yeah, yeah k more expensive. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's always the issue. Um, okay, next question: Is Tower a good cash cow? Stafford Toa.
1: Stafford Towa. Yeah, look, he's got the negative BE, doesn't he? But I think this Tigers team is just like a juggling, like it's just a dice roll most weeks. I'm too scared to kind of get in someone like a Towa, honestly.
2: Uh, In saying that, guys like Buller are a little bit more willing to do just because, like, he's so cheap, the risk is not
1: as big there. guy like Stafford Towa is already decently expensive. He could be out of the
2: team next week. We just don't know, so I'd probably be looking elsewhere. Yeah, that's fair. Uh,
0: geez, we've got plenty of questions. Question from Jacinta: Is Camp Prayer a sell to Teddy? Camp Prayer is an interesting one, actually, because he he only scored in the teens on the weekend, so I think his break even is close to thirty now. So, what are your what are your thoughts on him?
1: Yeah, I think that's luxury trade, honestly. Like. He's not an immediate sell by any
2: stretch. He could come out and get two tries this weekend against Hurley against the Eagles. So, yeah, don't mind people jumping off him. And if you can go to a Teddy, that's obviously a
1: massive boost for your team, especially if you need someone for your actual 17. But for me, he's just going to kind of linger on my bench. Maybe I'll
2: use him as like a double loop if... Uh, Post goes well, but, yeah, not urgent by any stretch, I think. Yeah, that's
0: fair. And is Jesse Ramian a sell after his low score?
2: There's someone I have not thought about in a while, Jesse Ramian.
0: uh... Yeah, he's kind of just ticked along, eh, Ramian? I mean, he still scores well, just
2: he's up and down. Yeah, I wouldn't be saying, I guess, because he's... Being decently consistent over the year. Like, he's got,
1: I like guess he's got two low scores in a row here, a 28 and a 15. But yeah, he's got
2: like 70s in here. He's got a 63 as well. Uh,
0: Watch him score like an 80 now that we've spoken about him. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think he's more or less like a keeper if you've got him. Like, he's in the 40s
2: averaging. I'd be hesitant to sell him unless your team's like going really well and you can. Yeah, it's a luxury trade. Yeah. I guess the only
0: reason to trade him is that he's worth 600K and you could maybe go to a Joey Manu or something like that. But, yeah, Ramian historically has been a keeper in the center spot. You know, averages around the mid to high 40s with scores upwards of 60 and then low scores, you know, close to 30, mid 20s sometimes. So, yeah, probably one to hold on to.
2: Uh, That's pretty
0: much it as well for the questions. Um, actually, one that I did want to ask you more specifically, because we've had a few people talk about it um, and send us DMs about Sean Johnson. Um, people are are worried now because his break even's so high and he's peaked as a cash cow option. Um, what are your thoughts on SJ?
2: Yeah, it's a bit tricky, mate, because he's obviously lost Mario Martin. He's lost uh, Nigel he Clockster
1: uh, this weekend as well. Last two weeks, 49, and at 51, he's has been scoring solidly. He's probably, a yeah, Rishi's
2: even max price-wise. I just think, uh, well, yeah, there's a few different factors here, mate. He's obviously
1: playing the round 13 by. He's going to be a really handy number for that week. And he's been solid. My kind of hesitation is, like, if you could get
2: a Nico Hines in here, like, I think that's a 20, 30 point difference in in player and scores there but right? yeah it's a hard one to to decide on
0: i mean he's he's got the the best buy round coverage so that's the thing sj over the origin period's going to be a very valuable player because he's going to be playing so um I would suggest just holding him through Origin. Yeah, he's probably going to drop cash back to... He'll probably be back to 700K-ish, most likely. I'd, I could see him easily dropping 100K, but you're going to get good scores out of him over the course of Origin. So, yeah, one to hold on to.
1: Yeah, I think so as well. Um, probably one I might even like bring in a couple of weeks depending on uh, how my team's looking, honestly. But... Yep. Yeah, it's just a shame with all these injuries because the have been killing it. He's been looking pretty good. One, I guess, also like Luke Metcalf could potentially come back into this team, which might help him out in a couple of weeks. Versus, um, who's that? Well, Dylan Walker's there as well. Is he this week? So yeah. Geez, um, that'd yeah. be
0: nice. Luke, Luke Metcalf looked like the the buy of the season coming into <laughs> the, to round one before he got injured.
2: Yeah, he <laughs> good. Unfortunately. Yeah, I hopefully think that he's does happen. Targeting round, Oh, maybe round ten, maybe it was round twelve. I can't for but yeah, yeah. something, around that. So yeah, he's
1: and one in drafts probably as well as a stash if you've got. You need some coverage in your halves, I think.
0: Yeah, I guess there isn't the. It's, it's definitely not a a certain starter like by any means. Even if he does come back from injury, he might um, not come straight into this team, but. He'll be a good option if he does, that's for sure. I
1: think with Tamari Martin out as well long term, he's I don't know. I think he's pretty prime candidate to come into the hearts there. But or even fullback potentially if Charles gets injured again. What are your thoughts on this other bloke from the Warriors, the the fullback playing this week?
2: It could uh, be another was- similar
1: situation to like a you know, I've seen with Tom Chester how he had that run and made, like, 100-ish K. Any, like, you know, anything that makes you kind of interested in him?
0: Uh, to a peaky, yeah. He he doesn't look too bad, to be honest. Like, he's a he's an okay option. He scores quite well. Um, but I just don't think he's going to be there long enough. Like, he'll probably make another 30, 40 K over the next week or two, but I just don't think it's. It's worth bringing in, especially when the Warriors are coming up against the Roosters and the Panthers in the next two rounds. I think it's probably a bit bit too risky, especially only to have him for a week or two. I mean, if you've already got him and you didn't get rid of him a few weeks ago when he came in, that's good. But I wouldn't be rushing to pick him up now. I mean, especially when you've got Jareem Buller, who's cheaper and playing for at least the next week or two.
1: Yeah, it would have made it really interesting if he didn't play this game around 6 three, 7 and he had like a really big break-even going into this week and we know he's probably going to get two weeks
2: there. But yeah. yeah, I agree with you, mate. I think he's just not worth it for a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, he. I think he had a negative six break-even or something like that, four or six, when he came into that game. And then obviously because he was off the bench, he only got a couple minutes, so... Yeah, it was unfortunate because he would have been a good pickup for the next week or two if he had a negative break even for this round.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Righto. That'll that'll do us, Josh. Uh, Thanks again. Um, I'll hopefully get this out as soon as possible, considering the first game is in less than 12 hours. So, um, (laughs) yeah, we'll, we'll chat again next week. Yeah, mate. Sounds good. Thanks for listening to the Footy Brains podcast please follow us at Freddie Brains Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And if you'd like to further support us in what we do, you can do so through
2: Patreon. All links are in our socials bio or through the link tree in the episode description. Good luck and we'll see you next week.